0: Hello friends and welcome to Wednesday's Midweek Kings of Anglia podcast. This one we're calling the Brutally Honest Contract Discussion Pod. Um, I think you can guess from that title what we're going to be discussing today. Just as Paul Cook hinted in his press conference this morning, we'll be discussing the out-of-contract players and whether or not they should be given new deals. Um, I'm Mark Heath, I'm your host. I'm not officially here today, but I've stepped in to make sure we can get this done like a hero. But the true heroes, of course, the men whose opinions we all value and cherish and hang on their every word. Hutchie Warren, you are right, mate? You look a bit pissed off, don't you mind me saying.
1: <laughs> just just listening. Uh, you you'll do uh you'll be due a one percent pay rise for your uh, for your hero hero work today. Ste- I can't, stepping I
0: can't, in. I can't remember the last time any of us had a pay rise, mate. Not, I think pay rise is something that's gonna happen for a long time now. Um and your partner in crime, the dynamic duo. I don't know which one's Batman and which one's Robin, to be honest, but Certainly, you are a key team. Stuart Watson, you're looking smouldering today, my friend. How are you?
2: I am I am officially here. I just need to say that for the record.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I now can't think of anything other than me and Andy turning up to a game as Batman and Robin, a bit like uh, the Only Fools and Horses episode.
0: Absolutely. Who would be Batman and who would be Robin, just very quickly? Um, I'll let Andy be Batman. Come on. Everyone wants to be Batman, don't they? No one wants to be Robin
1: can we get a motorbike and sidecar as well?
0: <laughs> yeah, that would suit you perfectly, man. You'd both be, why don't you both be bat men? Maybe that's the way to go about it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also just very quickly before we get, we, we, we dive head first into this contract discussion, Hutchie. I know we had a question on Twitter about your office and how you've got permission to have pictures on the wall. You've got a, a town shirt behind you. You've got a rugby shirt just over your left-hand shoulder. Um, how have you swung that? Was there a big discussion? Because that is also obviously as many people's. There's also your spare bedroom.
1: I don't need a spare bedroom. No one's allowed to come and stay in it. True. This isn't. This, is this is an office with a bed in it, which I have. I have also slept in some nights occasionally, and then I get out of that bed and come to work about two meters away. This is a very depressing room. Um, Why? Because I'm in here a lot. Oh well, uh, well. and. Uh, I've brightened the walls up with a couple of shirts, which if this room is ever needed for anything else, again, will uh, will come down. What you can't see on the other walls is in front of me. I've got a little uh, whiteboard, uh, which is my matrix, which has got all of the big ideas on there. Oh, my
0: goodness. Top, top secret stuff. You can't see it. You're a big fan of a whiteboard, aren't you? I remember you long were advocating getting, I was getting one in the office, but the Arch and um, bean counters would not approve it. Um, surprisingly expensive if you want a decent one uh, okay then boys let's dive head first into contract chat Paul Cook this morning Stewie you spoke to him um, and as a segue into the the chat we're about to have he said that he's going to be having brutally honest conversations with players about contracts do you want to just bring folks up to speed and then we can, we can jump into the meat of this chat
2: yeah Barry Cotter's uh, contract termination by mutual consent this week is obviously a hook for some questions about the contract decisions coming up. I think um, last week when Andy spoke to him, he kind of alluded to some announcements will be made by the club in due course. Obviously, we've had one with Barry Cotter and it's uh, it's pretty clear that some, some more are to follow. Um, asked Paul if he's in a position to be offering contracts as well as cancelling contracts. He, he said yes to both, basically, that he wants to get contracts sorted one way or another as soon as possible. He's never been a manager that likes to have Players coming to the end of their contracts. He doesn't think that's that's healthy all round. He doesn't want to be one of those managers that sits down and gives a, a fluffy response to players about their future. Well, I'm not sure. We'll see where we're at at the end of the season. I'm ready to make have some brutally honest conversations with them. So, um, yeah, I guess that's a hook for us to to do the same today.
0: It's perfect, boys. Are you ready for some brutally honest conversations? You, you two are too nice for for brutally honest conversations. I'm not sure. You, you can do brutally honest, but let, let's see. You you up for it, Hutchie? You ready to speak your mind? Yeah, I'm just gonna spit the truth
1: and fire and exactly and just, make, and just say what I'm thinking. Um with <laughs>
0: measure with some measured chat to go with it. <laughs> we should also mention before we jump into this, Roscoe, the fourth member of our team, the fourth wheel on the Koa bus, is not around today. Um, if you listen to KOA 200 on, on Monday, Monday's show, um, you may have heard him have a small mental breakdown during the strike. So he's off to, to mentally recuperate and, and work out what his, his actual name is. Um, and so, yeah, he'll be back next week, hopefully, with a, with a brand new head, but still the same beard. Well, then, boys, contracts discussion. The way I want to do this, for those of you um, just listening, we're going to do a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs to the side style, like the emperors of, of Rome in days of your. Um, gladiator wise, obviously thumbs down doesn't actually mean they get killed in this instance. Um, but yeah, I reckon it'll be a, a good visual tool for those watching on video. I'm going to get you to do it both at the same time. So you can't just agree with each other. Um, so let's go. Let's go. First couple. I'm going to start with, with the two that I think are going to be the most controversial or the pe- the ones that people most want to talk about. Certainly the first one, a lightning rod for controversy. You either love him or you hate him. There's no middle ground with this man. He is captain fantastic luke chambers now then boys um should we Shall we do the decision first and then explain your working or do you want to have a little chat around chambers and then give you a decision what, what how would you best like to format this we probably should have decided this before we started recording yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: quick, quick, quick quick production meeting i think we should do the
1: the, the thumb first
0: yeah i'd agree with that. Uh, and then talk about it after that okay then boys put your thumbs up to sides please. And if I could ask you now, on the count of one, two, three, reveal. Is it a yes or a no for Luke Chambers? I thought about the count of three.
2: There we go. You this said is, there was going to be really a count of three. Idea.
0: Sorry, I forgot the count of three. I'll bring that in for the next one. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, both of you listening, both the boys put their thumbs firmly up. So we come to you first, Dewey. Luke Chambers, undoubtedly, a great captain of its rich town, a long-standing servant, um, but as I say, a lightning rod for controversy. Some would argue that he's presided over the decline of town over the past few years, and is part of that culture we've talked about—the losing culture. Actually, you can put your, you can put your thumb down there. You'd have to keep it up. There you go. Uh, we understand that you—it's a thumbs up for Luke Chambers. Um, so, so just explain, Stu, your thinking on Luke Chambers and why you give him a new deal.
2: That wasn't a resounding thumbs up from me. I think anyone watching would have seen that was a, ve- a very slow raising of the thumb. I think it's... Um, I-, I was having a look at the-, the centre-backs for next season. You've got Wolfenden is, is contracted. Let's not forget that and Darba comes back as well. So for me, it's probably a case of keeping one out of the three of Chambers, Wilson, Nciala, and then maybe adding a-, a fresh face to those as well. You want to get a nice balance of... Uh, youngsters and experienced left footed, right footed, ball players, Warriors. Um, so for me, I still think that Chambers, if, if we're going to keep him, it's to keep him as a centre half and to be not necessarily the nailed on starter every week, but certainly a, a useful presence to have amongst your four centre half options. If they can get another left footed Warrior type in to help him, a Christoph Berra type for whatever level that they're playing at the next season that's that's the route i'd be going going down
0: and are we looking at just a one-year deal to you'd be offering him or
2: uh i guess so yeah yeah a, a one year with with an option type thing what is he now mm. uh 30 35 has he turned 35 yet yeah
1: yeah yeah. he's 36 in september
2: it can't be anything more than that can it you know no. maybe with with the with some chats about coaching further down the line
0: Thirty-six, mere stripling, youngster of a lad, yet to reach his athletic prime. Good age, absolutely. He's a good age, absolutely. Hutchie, your thumb was very firmly up. We know, I think, from our chats before, you're quite a big fan of Luke Chambers, which is fine. He's a he's a lovely, decent man. But should Town offer him a new contract, you say yes. Explain your thinking.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, he's on course to have played forty-six games for Ipswich this this season. I, off the top of my head, is anybody going to have played more than that? Maybe maybe Andre Dazel, but he had a timeout with suspension. He he could be the most have played the most minutes for the whole squad this season. And I, I think he's still been one of their most consistent players. I'd I'd agree with Stu. Absolutely hundred percent. This is with the view to him being at centre half. He's not Paul Cook's right back. That's 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 not even up for discussion, I don't think. But I think to to simply just allow a player like that to, just just to leave I'm not sure it makes an awful lot of sense. The only caveat here is if, and it's a big if, because I'm not sure this is going to be able to have happened yet. If Cook has got a has got his warrior centre half captain waiting in the wings, essentially signed up already to come in on June the first or whenever these things can start start happening, end of June, then I'd maybe think again. But if it's a case of sort of getting to the summer and then sort of looking around, seeing what centre backs are available. I think there could be a regret just allowing a player as experienced and still capable as Luke Cham- of Luke Chambers just to just to walk away. I'd agree with Stu as well. I, I don't think he'll play 46 games next season if he's if he is still here. But that would be a good thing because that means that Paul Cook will have gone out and brought in. Defend uh, defenders and other players, not just defenders, other players that are capable of taking some of the heat off of Luke Chambers in other areas of the pitch, meaning that you don't have to have him on the pitch mm. all, the t- all the time. Um, I don't think there would be an issue with him becoming a, a kind of club captain-y figure that pay, plays 20-odd games. I honestly don't think that's going to cause the problems that some people might might think. And I, I think he'd be a good person to still,
0: to still have a round. Mm. I, I can see there being a, an argument for that club captain role you say there, obviously team captain, but club captain, somebody who's so influential. But for me, the reason I'm, I'm saying thumbs down is just for the reason we've spoken about, really, that the culture of kind of m- mediocrity and that kind of losing culture that's around the club. I don't think you can exclude the captain of how many years um, from responsibility for helping build that. And I think if we're looking at, at needing to change that culture, I think it's going to be very difficult to change that with Luke Chambers said at the club very much a an all powerful captain the alpha male at the club um so yeah i mean as i say luke is is a is a lovely guy he's he's a really good character um and i think he, he could still have a role to play Ipswich town in the future but i think maybe in this situation it would be better to to let him go um, and maybe he goes away to come back in the future in some role as, as a manager or coach or something like that a tremendous servant to the club but for me if we're going to change the culture, I don't think you can do that with Luke Chambers still at the club. So there you go. That's I two th- do
2: get that. Before we <coughs> move on from Luke yeah. Chambers, I do I do get the argument that the club needs a complete reset, and one of the you know that you've done the manager part, and but changing Luke Chambers would would be the ultimate kind of new broom scenario, and would give somebody else the platform to step up and be be that that main character. But if we're talking about a squad short of leaders, it would seem. Maybe a little churlish to kind of throw one in the bin very readily. Um, Mm. Is it Luke Chambers' fault that they've kind of the 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 decline has has happened? As Andy said, he's been one of those most consistent players, or has it been the players around him that have been a bigger part of the problem and the recruitment? And I think there's far bigger issues than than Luke Chambers. He's talked about being one part of a cog in a Mm. wider organisation. I think that's where I'm at with it. But it's, it's certainly the biggest call that has to be made of all these players that we're talking mm. about, for sure.
0: It's all so sure you're allowed to disagree. That's uh, that's hopefully what we'll have some disagreements on today's show. Always makes for good listening and watching when we do. So, Luke Chambers, you're both saying yes, I'm saying no for the reasons stated. And next, his partner in crime. Which one of you would be Luke Chambers and which one would be Cole Skuse? That's an interesting question. Anyway, the next one, Cole Skuse, And I will give you a count of three, Hutchie. So you reveal on the count of three. Put those thumbs sideways, please, gentlemen. So one, two, three. Okay, so me and Stu are both saying no. And Hutchie is holding the middle ground with a, I guess that would be a not sure, TBD. So Stu, let's start with you because you've um, you've been decisive. Thumbs down from you on Cole's excuse Why?
2: Um I think Paul Cook wants uh, there's going to be two sitting midfielders in a in a 4231 system. We know that with, with Paul Cook. I think there needs to be a bit more probably muscle, steel, whatever you whatever you'd want to call it in that midfield. I think Flynn Downs is the only one there. If I look at the players that are nailed on to be there for those two holding positions, it's Nolan Dazelle, Downs, McGavin as well. So really, I think Dazelle Downs is probably the, looking like the the partnership that's most likely out of those. And then I think it's one thing keeping hold of a thirty-five-year-old centre half in Luke Chambers. I think for Cole Skuas, who's uh, thirty-five, I don't know when his birthday is. It's another thing for a for a central mid midfielder to kind of eke another season. And he he will say that. People have told him that he can go on for years and uh, the way he plays suits himself to that. And I, I understand that, but I think that might be uh, that might be one that I'd be looking to, to freshen up there, especially uh, given the lack of football that he's played this year and the injury that he's had.
0: Mm. Is there any argument, we've seen it before with midfielders, that, that Cole could move back into defence? Could he be a, a centre-half? No, Hutchie, you're shaking your head? Not, not for me. No.
1: Not, no. No, I don't think so. I, certainly not. If you get, if you let Luke Chambers leave and then make Cole Skews into a centre half, that just doesn't doesn't add up. Yeah, it's not. That's um, not much sense. It doesn't add up for me. Um, we saw him do it for a little bit at MK Dons in a game, and it and it kind of worked. But no, it's
0: not for not for me. OK, well, I'm going to try and explain why my thumbs were down very much for the same reasons as Luke Chambers. The culture, um, I don't. I, I think Scuse probably has less to offer now as a player than Chambers does. But for me, obviously, Scuse is, again, one of the alpha males at the club. Him and Chambers, very, very powerful there. Um, and I think if you're going to change the culture and start to build a winning mentality, you've got to get rid of people who have been part of building the culture that's there at the moment. Um, and again, Cole, a lovely guy, really nice guy. I know you guys say he's one of the best guys to interview always, very giving of his time. Um, But for me, again, I think he's one that maybe has to go away uh, to come back. And you could see him maybe come back with Chambers in the future, boys, as a, as a coaching team, who knows? Uh, But Hutchie, you're saying undecided on Colskues.
1: Undecided, but edging towards where you guys are. But I I think he's got 11 games now. He's not going to play 11 games, but this, I think this period is massive for Coleskews. He hasn't, I think if he'd played a whole season, we maybe would be thinking about him a little bit differently at this point. He hasn't. He needs to prove that he can still play and he needs, he's, maybe he's got a shot at showing Paul Cook that he can be, he can be part, part of the group going forwards. I'm edging towards where both of you guys are. But I think in the next two months, I think he could, he, he could just latch on to kind of be a a squad player, help. And I think it's probably important for all of this to to say this is that the abolition of the salary cap helps players here massively. Had the salary cap been in play, I'd have been a, probably in a firm a firm thumbs down mode on um, on Cole here. But the fact it's not there means there's no reason why they can't carry him as an as an extra extra head, possibly with some added coaching responsibility to go with his job at St Joe's that he's doing at the moment. So um, I'm thumbs in the middle but there's, there's some work to be done.
0: Okay. Um, I should just stress at this point, obviously there are a lot of, of players out of contract. We're going to focus on the, the 13 players who are first teamers, if you like. There are a lot of youngsters as well, and maybe we'll, we'll round them up at the end. But let's focus on the first teamers, boys, um, because those are the ones that are going to get the most headlines. Um, and let's stick with defenders then. Next up, I know someone who's a big fan of this man. I reckon his time is going to be firmly up. Um, James Wilson. Thumbs up, boys. Or to the side, rather. On the count of three, one, two, three. Ah! Uh, oh now that is a shock. So Stu, me and me and Hutchie have kept our thumbs up if you're if you're just listening and not watching, but Stu has gone thumbs down. Hutchie, let's start with you. Thumbs up, I agree with you. James Wilson, why would you give him a new contract?
1: I take his option. Um because I think he's I think he's the perfect squad centre back. Um, he can kind of straddle both the roles. He's 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 decent enough with his feet to not be a disaster um, playing out. But he's I I just think he's a solid defender. I think if I think if you let a solid defender who's physically still in in good nick, if you let him leave, I think you'll just be looking for a like for like uh, to come in in his place, and that seems to me, uh. A bit silly, but um, mm. I could I can absolutely see him moving on this summer, being allowed to move on. But if it was me, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing that because I th- I think you'll just be looking to bring in
0: somebody quite similar. So uh, yeah, I'd keep him. Just a point of order there. You say um, take the option. I think most of these players have got the option to be taken, haven't they? I think, um, is, it, is it just Guion Edwards?
1: Luke Chambers. I don't think Luke Chambers has got one. I think that okay. might need to be a fresh contract with Chambers. Guion Edwards doesn't have one. Um, and there are a couple of others that okay. that don't that don't, just, but mainly in the main, yeah,
0: just to make it easy, we're talking about whether or not town should keep them essentially. Um, yeah, uh, so there you go. And Stu, you say no to James Wilson. What, why would you say that?
2: Yeah, I think that will surprise people because as Andy says, I think he's he's just a good solid centre back at this level, and um has arguably been one of their most consistent players when fit this season. But I did say at the start with the Luke Chambers chat that I think they need to be keeping one of those three centre-halves. So, I've given a bit of a spoiler as to (laughs) to where I need to go with those. So, if I've I've said yes to Chambers, um, then I think for me, again, you know know where I'm going to be going with Toto Encialla in a minute, that there needs to be some sort of freshening up of the centre-half positions. Wolfenden... And Darber back. There's two youngsters that are ball players. Chambers, I'm keeping as one sort of experienced head-it, kick-it warrior type. And then I think they need to be looking for one more just to to freshen things up and change that unit. Because I think if you were to keep one of the others, you're just going to end up with the same set of centre-halves that you've got now. So um, it would be a gamble, as Andy says. You've got to be able to think that you can go out and get better than than uh, what you've got. But I think you could sell it to someone that you've you've got a chance to come in here and battle to be a a real good chance of being a starting first-choice centre-half.
0: For me, I said yes. I think James Wilson's a really good centre-half at this level um, and it makes sense to to keep him around. He's, He's the sort of player that you need, I think, in League One and potentially even Championship level, but certainly League One level. Um, so there because you go This
2: is another debate here is that a lot, Are we doing this based on them not going up And still being in League One Because it's a whole different conversation If they go up to, to the Championship
1: Yeah, as well. most think, Most of my picks are based on them Still being in League One
0: I think we're I all think, agreed, aren't we, boys? We, we can't, I mean, obviously you and me, Stu Both think they're not going to make the playoffs uh, And Andy has said he, he thinks they could But I don't think any of us think they're going to go up, do we? No, I, I don't think they're going to get promoted Famous last words. Famous last words. Um, hopefully, it'll come back to buyers. That'd be nice. Um, right then, boys. Moving on. So, that's two That's two. yes for Wilson, one no. Um, and the guy who's been his partner at centre-half for most of the season, Toto nciala is the next one. So, Stu, you've obviously already get played your hand, if you like, but let's do it anyway. Thumbs up, boys. will go this time this time. One, two, three. Okay. So, it's the same result exactly for Toto as it was for Wilson. Stu is saying no. Me and Hutchie are saying yes. Should we start with you, Stu? Same reasons as as Wilson?
2: Same reasons as Wilson. Again, Toto is absolutely fine for League One level. Let's not forget he was part of a a Shrewsbury team that finished third in the division. I think he's shown more this season that perhaps some of the errors have, have reduced a little bit. He's been a bit more consistent recently, but... Again, a bit like James Wilson, I'm not sure he's the type of centre half that's going to take them to the next level. And if ultimately we're talking about players that can get Ipswich promoted and progress, which is what we all want, um, he's one probably sort of one that's sort of associated with the Hurst era that um, probably need to move on from. Just a a bit of a
0: change there. Okay. Pachi, you're saying yes to Toto. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's
1: three thumbs up I've given to three centre halves. I don't think Paul Cook is going to keep all three of these centre halves. But for me, the real issues with this Ipswich team are, are are in midfield and in attack. And it's going to be a busy summer. There's going to be a lot of deals needing to be done. I've got no problem with the centre halves. The full-backs, big issue there. Cook needs to work on those fullbacks. I've got, but I've got no, I've got no problem with the centre the half unit. I think you'd be, I think I'd be surprised if he did keep them all. But if he did. I've got. I've really got no. I've really got no problem with that. It might just limit the amount of overall change that needs to be done, and they could focus a bit more on the areas of the team that have been a real issue. Um, although I do, I, I take what Stu's saying. If we're talking about a League One team here, the a, a trio of kind of Chambers, Nsiyala, and Wilson, you're going to struggle to see them being a centre back, a, a championship pairing in there for the following season if Cook can achieve what he wants to achieve and get them up. So, again, like I said for Chambers, if there's somebody waiting in the wings, signed up, essentially, good to go, then I'd think differently about a few of these. But as things stand, not knowing the picture and with a blank canvas, I've got no problem at all with the the centre-halves that are at Ipswich and I would really, really hope that Luke Wolfenden would be pushing at least one of them out of the starting eleven as well. So, mm. all in all, and then there's Corey and Darba. So, all in all, I'm, I'm okay with the centre-backs.
0: Other areas of the team
1: need the work for me.
0: I agree. I think we get too carried away at this level, thinking, oh, you need cultured centre-halves that can pass the ball. I don't think you do at this level. To get out of League One, you need hairy-ass men stew, one of your favourite terms. And Toto is certainly... Capable of, of knocking people out of the way, winning the ball, and, and doing what you need to do. I always think back to, to Derby County when they got promoted with Darren Moore at the back, who was just a bludgeoning machine. Anytime the ball came anywhere near him, he just punted it the length of the pitch, just get it away. Uh, obviously, didn't work out for, for the Rams in the Premier League, one the worst team in the Premier League. But I can see Toto and, and Wilson being perfectly serviceable as League One centre halves, doing what they need to do, winning the ball, clearing it, uh, and pinging the ball away from danger. Um, and I do think with Wolfenden and, and Ndaba kind of waiting in the wings, potentially being groomed to hopefully take over when Town are in the Championship, and you might need some more cultured centre-halves and Wolfenden and Ndaba may be coming through. So I'm saying yes to Toto. Um, let's you, move. Yeah, Carol.
2: Can I just chuck one caveat in here, which might muddy mm-hmm. the water, which people might not have considered. Some of these contracts may just have <clears throat> clauses in them that means if you play a certain number of games, you will trigger that option automatically. So. Um, that might muddy the water a little bit going forwards we'll have to see
0: let's not complicate things Stu. let's keep it Just to a yes chuck or... it out let's <laughs> keep it to a yes or no otherwise it's gonna get yeah. really complicated um so let's stick with defenders there's two more defenders left to talk about the first of which Stephen Ward boys aging left back thumbs up please three two one yes. A not unexpected three thumbs down for Stephen Ward. Um, Stu, why?
2: Paul Cook wants rampaging fullbacks. Stephen Ward is 35, and after a really good start to the season, has started to show his age. I think in the in the more recent games, Miles Kenlock is under contract. Whatever you think of him, he'll be there. I think he'll be the the backup fullback, and Paul Cook will be looking to sign a left back in his mould.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's not too much more to say about Stephen Ward, is there, Hutchie?
1: Not, not really. This, this felt like a one-year. There's an option in his contract, but this felt like a one-year kind of rental deal when it got done last summer. And um, mm. it's, it's pretty clear that's, that's how it's going to turn out. here. absolutely Paul Cook wants is going to want to sign a left back, and uh, that means that that Stephen Ward is is surplus
0: to requirements. Okay, then boys, moving swiftly on, the final defender on the list. And this is an interesting one. The curious case of Janoi Dinassian. Gentlemen, put your th- put your thumbs to the side. Three, two, one. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh.
1: Oh, there it is.
0: That was dramatic. That was kind of similar to Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator there, Hutchie. You really you really built that role with the with the thumb slowly moving upwards. Thanks very so much. Let's start with you. It's three thumbs up for those of you just listening. Um, Hutchie, you uh, made the, the biggest drama out of it, so let's come to you. Janoy, why would you keep him? He's absolutely fine as a as a right back. <laughs> he's, we've had
1: yeah. this discussion quite a lot about Janoy, haven't we? He's he's absolutely <laughs> fine. He's inexpensive. He's a decent defender. I think he he's not the he's not the rampaging full fullback that Stu's just mentioned there. That that, that Cook wants. He's not Kane, Vincent Young. As a backup right back, I don't think he needs to be. Uh, if you let him go, you're going to have to go out and sign another one. There's no, there is no other right back in the squad. You're going to have to go and sign another one. Kane, Vincent Young, we hope for all the world is the starter. There's no reason why Genoï Danasian can't be a, a cost-effective, solid backup.
0: And it, the fact that he can play right along the line as well is useful, isn't it? He could step in if need be at centre-half if there's a well an injury crisis there. I know, ask, not Paul, ask Paul to... Lovett yes, about that and we'll see. <laughs> um, be...
1: Paul Cook probably has never really worked with joy Anassian, has he? So he'll have to work out where he sees him. But as a right-back who can cover all the defensive positions, he's cheap. It just You're just going to have to go and replace him.
0: It's just letting someone go for the sake of it. Yeah, and he's for, never... From, from... He's never really had a, a dreadful game for Town as he's two. I've certainly never seen him let Town down, as it were.
2: Um, uh, he's had bad moments for Ipswich. Yeah. I'm not going to rewrite history and say there's there's a reason that his career trajectory has been the way it has at Ipswich. Um, he's fine, and he's and he summed it up for uh, as you'd be keeping him as a backup right back, and. Um, this is where it's a little bit different for me because we're all hoping that Kane Vincent Young is going to start week in, week out next season. Now, if you let Janoy go and you go and try and recruit a right back, that's a very hard pitch to say come in and come in and be my backup for the season. So while well, you've got a perfectly fine backup guy there, um, I'd just be just be keeping him. As Andy says, you've got to pick your battles this summer. There's going to be a lot of change. Um, it would be very easy for us to sit here now and people will be screaming at this saying, just chuck the lot of them, get rid of the lot, start again. And I can see where people are coming from, the way they've felt over years of frustration building up. But there probably needs to be a pra- bit of pragmatism. Um, and Janoi would be one of those pragmatic keep decisions for me.
0: Mm. Okay, let's move into midfield. We've already talked about Cole Skews. And we'll start with with a guy I think we're all probably going to be agreed on. And it certainly looks as though... Um, he might be on his way. Uh, Emir Hughes. I don't think we really need thumbs for this, but let's do it anyway. Let's keep the, the theme going. Three, two, one. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Hutchie, you're really building this part. <laughs> I thought you'd... You Vis- you visual, innit? Absolutely visual.
1: No, that's just
0: my deformed hand. And then you went thumbs down and pulled a face as well. So because you pulled a face, let's start with you, Emir Hughes. He's not. He's not going to be around, is he? Let's be honest.
1: No, no. And I think he could well be one of the the ones that Paul Cook was suggesting maybe maybe departing sooner rather than later. Um, I'm I'm sad about it because in theory, in theory, I think he's the best midfielder at the club, but he can't show it, and it and it's been sad in in many ways to to watch it i think he's done incredibly well to get playing again at all considering considering the issues that were there but there's just always been a sense he's been playing within within himself um and just isn't the player that was that was signed full time in in 2017 and mm-hmm. and it's it, it makes me feel quite sad because he's kind of achieved stage 1 of his battle which was to get back on the pitch after the best part of two years out um, but stage two, which he talked about quite openly, as being stage one, was to play against stage two, is to be effective, nail down a place, and play.
0: Um, that's just not happened for him, and it's going to have to have to hap- happen elsewhere, I think. Mm. Sue, so it seems a long time ago now, isn't it? As Halcyon Days, Hughes scoring against Newcastle Easter Monday, Town beating the tune. Then signing him in the summer, making a huge play of it, they were clearly very excited about it. They even invited us down to interview him before it was announced. They were that excited, um, but it's just not worked out for Emir, sadly.
2: Four-year contract, which really breaks with tradition under under Marcus Evans. It's two years at best normally. Um, it's just not been the same since he's come back from injury, and I, I do say that with a with a heavy heart because Emir's is a, a lovely man, um, but he's just he's not been the same. All action, box to box goal threat type player that he was Um, and he's been back now well since they've come down to League One we're not talking about you know he's still got a chance to build back up I think if it was going to happen it would it would have happened by now reluctantly so uh, yes I think um, he'll be he'll be going sooner rather than later.
1: He's played 37 games in that time and he's, he's stayed fit which is which is a great thing but also it's probably the thing that that's that's maybe done for him because if you'd thought there were little knocks along the way and you'd not been able to show it because of them you'd maybe think a little bit differently but he's played a lot of football and it's just not happened it's um it's a shame but maybe 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 it clicks somewhere else where he has to go somewhere and prove himself all over again
0: maybe maybe that's what he needs okay so two unanimous choices thumbs down so far that's emma hughes and stephen ward next up Again, I can't see that we're going to disagree on this. Teddy Bishop, potentially the most creative player at the club. Maybe Andre Giselle would argue with that. But certainly someone who takes the ball on, runs at people, has next level talent. Teddy Bishop, boys, seems to have slightly put to get behind him the injury problems, the fragility. What are we saying? Thumbs to the side, please. Three, two, one. Oh, is Hutch Ah, Hutchie, oh, staying. There we go. You see, now you built your part. I'm not sure. So mean me and Stewie, for those of you just listening, saying yes, Hutchie keeping his options open. Undecided. Go on, Hutchie, explain.
1: I love Teddy Bishop as a football player. And I you know what, I if it was me, I I would I would be keeping him. I would be, but I just cannot shake this feeling that I don't know where he fits into a very rigid Paul Cook system. I like Teddy Bishop because because he's something different, because he can has attributes that other central midfielders don't have. And I don't know if Paul Cook wants play central midfielders with attributes that other central midfielders don't have. Um, and that's what clouds it for me. I want to put my thumb up. Um, and I probably should have put my thumb up, but... I just can't shake this feeling that that's a position where where Cook wants something something very certain, very rigid, and mm. I'm not sure if it fits. I'm not sure if it fits with Teddy, but really, my thumb was up. But I just can't shake that feeling.
0: It, wasn't, it, wasn't, no, it was no, it, it's definitely stuck in in neutral. Um, I'm just, try, I'm trying to be dramatic, all right. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Stewie, Teddy Bishop is a potential match winner. He can produce moments of magic which win games for you. Yes, he's a bit fragile and yes, he might not fit the cook mould but Tan have got to keep him, haven't they?
2: He can do all of those things but again, it's he's another one that it's been quite some time since he's done it consistently. He hasn't got bags of goals and assists to his name, has he? Um, we're hoping that now the fitness problems are behind him but unfortunately the, that question mark will, will be there with him but for me, this is a decision that's based purely on probably financial decisions, really. He's a financial asset to the, to the club. Um, he's still of a decent age. Um, so for that reason, I've, I've gone with Teddy and over somebody else which who we'll come on to in a minute. Because what I will do is say that I think we've got to decide where these player Paul Cook's got to write these down, these players down in what positions they're for and make, you know, not, Oh, we'll keep him because he might be able to play wide right one week and he might be able to play as the number eight the next and then he plays the number 10 the next week. I think they've fallen into a bad trap with that. Teddy Bishop, for me, if he stays in this system, he plays as the number 10. Um, So I'm keeping him as a number 10 in the hope that he can deliver and he's got to do more going forwards. Um, So just just about for me, um, just about.
0: Hutchie, yeah. are, you, are you typing Hutchie? Nope. My, oh, hands, are,
2: yeah.
1: my hands are under my desk. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. I'm making these wild accusations about what Andy does with his hands.
0: <laughs> I could just Do hear you- that there's some kind of interference on the line. I wondered if Hutchie was doing his his, his kind of trademark get banging a story online while we're, while we're recording a podcast.
1: I'll keep my hands here for you until I'm doing thumb, thumb business. I'll okay. keep them up.
0: Yeah. Question as well, by the way, from my, my good lady don't wife. Don't laugh
1: at thumb don't laugh at thumb <laughs> business, Stuart Watson. <laughs>
0: um my good lady wife wants to know, Hutchie, she um she's confused as to why you have the the rabbit blanket aforementioned over your legs and yet sit there wearing shorts. Surely it make yeah. more sense to have long well, trousers and socks on.
1: Interesting, interesting question, Mrs. Heath. Um yeah. because trousers and the blanket too hot yeah trousers and socks too cold the perfect middle ground is blanket and, and sure and and shorts okay plus plus i just kind of like having something on my lap like <laughs> when yeah. i sit and when i sit and watch tv i um i often i'll clutch a cushion yeah i like that to um, be fair I just like the feeling of having something on my
0: on my lap. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Um, secu- security blanket. How long can you keep? I want to see how long Hutch can keep his hands like that because I reckon his arms are going to start to burn shortly. Let's move on, boys. Alan George. This is an interesting one. We already, I think, we know where where Stu's going to go. So, um, thumbs up. You're going to do two thumbs. Are you going to keep that hand up?
1: Do do? I'll, I'll do two thumbs. Yeah. But this is this is not. Uh, this is not either a two thumbs up or two thumbs down emphatic decision scenario on Alan judge. Okay. This yeah, is, it's just, this, a... is, this is a purely administrative <laughs> exercise.
0: <laughs> okay. Alan judge three, two, one. Oh, here we go then. So Hutchie has got just one thumb up two technically, but just one. Um, and means means you've both gone thumbs down on Alan judge. Now, Stu, you just alluded to your thinking on judge, but you just want to explain before we go to Hutchie.
2: Yeah, if I'm putting everybody into a strict category, then my number 10s here, I've got Teddy Bishop, who I've, I've just awarded a contract to. And then I've got Judge, Lancaster, Dobra, And then you've got El Mazzuni and Harrop as well, who are in the mix currently at the moment. But um, for that reason, there's just too many number 10s. They've got themselves into a situation where the squad is, is got too many in certain positions, not enough in others going to have to make some tough decisions there. Um, Teddy is younger. Alan Judge is 32 now. There's been times where he looks like he can be their best player. There have been long periods where he's not lived up to his reputation at this level. He's now, We're now nearly two seasons deep into League One. We talked him up as being a player that could be an absolute star at this level. Um, it's not transpired thus far. Um, so... Um, he will, again, from a pragmatic point of view, he will probably be one of the higher owners there, which which then frees up some funds to to put to to other areas that need some, some work.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of my thinking, Stewie, is Judge is going to be on a good wage. Um, I don't think they're getting returned for that top wage at the moment. Um, he's obviously a talented player, good player, one that you'd like to keep around, but for the wage that he's going to be on, um, and, and what he's produced, I don't think he justifies keeping around, especially if you're keeping Bishop, like you say. So, Hutchie, you a thumbs up, Alan Judge. Just explain why you disagree with us.
1: Yeah, wage, wage was a part of my thinking as well, which is why there's there's caveats here. I, I wouldn't be taking his option. Um, I would offer him a contract that's maybe more in, in keeping with some of the other members of the, the squad um, in that position. I just think he's their most natural of the num of the number tens of, of all these number tens that we're talking about. I, I'm not. I'm not sure about Bishop playing that far advanced. I think he get that gives him the ball in sort of tighter areas where he's not necessarily able to get a run on, on people. Lancaster, I actually really like him playing in a wide role. Um, Dobro, I don't think's ready to play as a as a number ten in, in League One just yet. Again, he's gonna. I think he's gonna have to play out wide there. Um, El injury is, is coming off another another injury. I, I just think he's the most natural of of, the, of those number 10s. So while I'm not suggesting that he goes into next season as kind of a slam dunk starter in that position, and I think basically I think Cook's going to look for a player in every position of the pitch uh, if he could. I, I genuinely think that. But I think Judge, as a number 10, not, not to be used as a winger. Um I think he's the most natural of all of them, so um, I'd look to keep him. But maybe there has to be a, a fresh contract there rather than a rather than an option mm. option taken. Maybe, maybe it's one that you, know, you see you see players where the, the deal runs down and um, actually he's a free agent and comes comes back. I don't know, but um, mm. yeah, for me, he's the most natural of those number tens.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I think if they, if they are going to find out a way of keeping Judge at the club, he's probably he needs to take a pay cut um, compared to what he's on at the moment. Interesting one next, boys, because we know he's one of the players that doesn't have the option. Gwion Edwards started the season like absolute gangbusters, making Ross look like a genius, which is probably the first time ever, um, and has since stalled a little bit like the team. What would you do with Gwion Edwards? have your thumbs up. Thumbs to the side. Three, two, one. Okay, me and you are vibing today, Stu. We seem to be agreeing a lot. You and me are saying yes. Hutchie is saying no. Let's start with Hutchie. No to go on Edwards. I think the wide,
1: the wide forward areas, is the area of the pitch that needs the most attention. I think it's the area of the pitch that has left let it switch down the most. Um, certainly this season. Now that now the uh, sort of a four two three one was installed by Lambert and it's being carried on by Cook. I think he asks an awful lot of players in those positions. And I think he'll look to recruit. I think that'll be the heaviest area of recruitment, potentially those wide forward areas. And for me, given that it would need to be a fresh a fresh contract, there's no option here.
0: Um, for me, it's probably a no. Okay. Stewie, what are your thoughts? Do you think Guion's going to have a, a line of suitors waiting to, to sign him up on, on big money or... What do you reckon? What's your thinking?
2: Uh, line of suitors, yes, on on big money slash championship people falling over themselves to get him, probably no. Um, not been consistent enough. I know wingers by their nature probably have ups and downs, but um, I, I heard a Darren McCantony podcast uh, recently where he was talking about one of the reasons they let Guion Edwards go is because they, you know, they looked at his stats and he was a sort of a 20-game-a-season man and didn't realise he had as many... Sort of injury question marks against him, which has come to the fore a little bit this season as well. But so I'm not, I'm not exactly. I've, I've given him a thumbs up, and I'm not exactly giving giving him a glowing <laughs> reference here. But this is another one of those pragmatic ones. Um, the winger issue for me, they're going to be looking to sign two or three wingers slash wide forwards, as Andy says, people that can start to contribute goals and assists from that area of the pitch. But if I get rid of Guion Edwards, then I've got none left. On my list, and uh, I don't want to really. Again, you can't go out and sign loads and loads, so I think he'll be fine to have as one of four options for for the wing areas. Um,
0: yeah, I agree. I think we've seen what he can do at this level uh, when he's at it, and I certainly think he'd be worth keeping around uh, with Townsville winning in League One. I think he's, I think he's more than capable at League One level of of doing good things. Boys, Freddie Sears. Signed by Mick all those years ago. Started off like a train, scoring goals for fun, as they say. Uh, then got lobbed out onto the wing. Uh, and we've never really seen Freddie since <laughs> in terms of his, his his best form. Obviously got injured um, and is now kind of on the fringes, really, you'd have to say. Freddie Sears, boys. Thumbs in position, please. Three, two, one. As I expected, another another one that we all agree on. No to Freddie Sears, actually.
1: Yeah, um, it's another I feel similar to Emir on this one, but it's just it's just not happened for Freddie. He he had a decent little patch at the start of this season, but the the, the zip that was in his game. If you think back to that, the little four or five game given a six-game spell at the start of the Paul Lambert era where, where there was a real zip about him. He was kind of cutting inside. He was running off the striker, coming in from the left flank and, and causing real problems for teams. But that, that knee injury that he suffered a few months later at Norwich, the zip's just not been there for me since since that injury. And um, I'm not sure if it's going to come back. So mm. uh, it's, it, it's a no for Freddie for me. How old is Freddie? He's got, what is he,
0: 30 something? I mean, he feels like he's been around forever, yeah. hasn't he? I think he's 31. Bursting onto the scene at West Ham as the next big thing. Never really worked for him, Stewie. And, and you're saying his time's up at Ipswich Town.
2: Yeah, not much more to add to that, really. I think um, his substitute appearance under Paul Cook at Wigan recently was probably the uh, the final nail in the coffin for him, came on, gave the ball away twice in the lead up to, to both their goals. Um, or two of their goals. So um, he's a prime example, along with Emir Hughes, of of players that just need to be freshened up for me.
0: Okay, so unanimous knows, if you keep in count for all of us, that's uh, Ward, Hughes and Sears. Uh, Maybe you'll agree at home. Right then, boys, two left, one of which I fear might break my heart. But let's start, first of all, with Caden Jackson. This is going to be an interesting one, because obviously he's had... A fairly disappointing season, given what he did last year. Caden Jackson, boys. Thumbs up. Three, two, one. Oh, yes. I'm going to say yes. So there's two yeses for those of you listening, me and Hutchie. And Stu, very much undecided. Leaning towards a no, you're hinting there, Stu. So talk us through your thinking.
2: Norwoods. They're playing. For, they're going to play as a central striker. We know that one central striker and Norwood, under contract for next season, will be, I think, in prime position to do that. Um, where does Caden Jackson fit fit into this system? Is my concern. I just think it's if I was Paul Cook, I'd probably be going. Really, you had two million quid. Best part of two million quid on the table last summer, and you turned it down. You could have made a profit on him. Um, Lambert played the same system as well. I just don't see where you'd be keeping him to be as at the moment his role is to come on and be an impact sub or maybe use him on the odd occasion where you might switch to two up front, which sounds like it's not going to happen very often. um I don't think he can play that lone striker role. I don't think his his touch is 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 good enough there to make the ball stick he's got he's got attributes, but I just don't see. Where he fits into things, and it would be a really tough one for Marcus to swallow, having turned yeah. down good money for him last year. And I don't think he will um, for that for that reason. I think that would just stick in his, his throat. But my fear is that they take his option, they keep him around, and um, don't really know what to do with him going forward. So I'm, I'm really undecided on that one. If I was, if if this, we're talking about making brutal decisions, that would be a brutal decision that I think might be the right thing. For the club as a whole, and then that would allow him to go out and get a striker that can properly compete with James Norwood to be the central striker. I'm not sure Ollie Hawkins is, is that player. Mm. Um, so if you want to go out and sign a striker, which I'm sure all managers want to go out and get their own striker, then uh, Caden Jackson might have to be a really a really tough call. But um, I'll leave my, my thumb in the middle on that one at the moment.
0: Okay, well, I said yes, and I'll just briefly talk about that before I I throw to Hutchie. Part of that is the the kind of money-involved thing. I think it'd be incredibly galling and bad business to just let him walk out the door. And also, he's got one of those things you can't teach, and that's speed. And speed at any level is dangerous. And for me, I'd be trying to work out any way of of incorporating that into the side, because there's no doubt, pace like Caden Jackson's scares teams, um, and Tan have to find a way to harness that. I don't think they should just let him walk away and let that money that they paid for him... Just go. So, Hutchie what's your thinking?
1: My thinking's really similar to Stew's, um, but my ultimate thumb goes in the direction that yours did for the reasons that you've just said, Mark. Um, I don't think they will let him go for free, but I also I I think I'm with Stu I can see I can see a scenario where he becomes. An afterthought, the third striker that doesn't need to be used particularly often. I actually think he, with the right number ten, and I don't think Alan Judge is that number ten. Um, with the right number ten, I think he can play that 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 role up top. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't see him suddenly being the the number nine that that he needs to be. But I also, I just can't see Marcus allowing that to happen. But I, I can I can see his option being taken there won't be a new contract at this point but I can see the option being taken and you know what I could also potentially see a sale by by the end of August potentially certainly not for the figures that we've spoken about previously but for something that's um that's that's what I can see but I wouldn't I I definitely wouldn't be throwing his skill set on the fire straight up right now
0: that's an interesting wrinkle actually take the option and then maybe sell him in august when you might you might get something for him
1: something it's not you look i think we can all agree that the bournemouth money that we spoke about six or seven months ago was one that should have should have happened shouldn't it it's uh, i think there's there's going to be people regretting that
2: yeah but that that ship has sailed now and there's no point dwelling on that and i think it's a dangerous game if you're almost taking an option and then thinking we don't really want him, but he's an asset, but we'll keep him anyway. And then is he he's gonna pick up on those vibes? Are you getting the best out of him as a s a selling club, then, you know, I'm not sure if that's the best way to go in into the market because people will know that you want him to go. I, I don't know, it's it's a tough one there. Um, what's gone on has, has gone on before, but
0: speaking of tough one, boys, we've come to the final member of the first team. Bunch, be still my beating heart, and this is going to hurt. I think. Aaron Drizzy, Driznaldo, Driz the Biz, Drynan scored probably the goal of the season. Has been cruelly denied chances ever since. Um, Aaron Drynan, boys, the Irish prince, yet to be crowned king. <laughs> I think you know where my thumbs going, but there, and I think I sadly know where your thumbs going as well. Three, two, one. <laughs> Oh, it's dreadful news. It's dreadful news. It is as I feared. Obviously, if you're listening, my thumb went up because he's going to score the winner in the playoff final. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone actually thinks that's going to happen, but I'm still keeping that in there. Um, I hope against hope that there's still a player in there somewhere, um, but my thumb's up really more in having to do that than anything else. Stewie, Aaron Joinan, your thoughts?
2: Just not the levels they need unfortunately shown lots of good qualities this season, but um, I can't say much more than that, to be quite honest. (laughs) Just not uh, good uh, enough, basically. uh, Yeah, essentially, um, essentially there. I just don't think he's, if we're talking about players that we're now going to take it, switch to make them bona fide, genuine promotion contenders in league one that can carry them forward. He's not in that bracket for me.
0: Yeah, sadly, I'd have to agree. I mean, clearly, my thumb went up as partly of, of jest and and keeping that joke going, but I, I think we've seen probably that Aaron isn't quite at the level that Town need. Would you agree, Stewie? Um, Hotchy, sorry.
1: Yeah, I would. Um, I think, I think had Ollie Hawkins not been under contract for next season, you might maybe you'd think about taking an option with, if if there is one in the contract. I'm not entirely sure if there is on this one he's not he's not an expensive striker in in all all of those discussions but with hawkins under contract for next season i just don't think there's a i just don't think there's a space for him he needs to go he needs to flee flee the nest now um find find his own path stop going out on loan find a home and get playing
0: mm. Mm. okay so that's the first team as boys they're the kind of main players are there any others that you want to talk about the kind of youngsters because there's still the likes of, of El Mazzuni and Tristan Nidam people like that. Is there any you particularly want to talk about Hachi? Uh,
1: they've all got options in their contracts. Um and I'd be really surprised if they weren't taken. There's El Mazzuni's one, like you said, Nydam. Ben Morris is in there, which is one that really interests me. He's had he's had I think he's had two cruciate injuries in two and a half years now, which is really, really tough. But every time I've seen him I've quite liked him. Um mm. Ipswich have a habit of, of of looking after their young players when they've had these injuries, especially if there's an option in their contract. Again, they're not they're not breaking the bank, um, so I'd, I'd expect those to get I'd expect those to get taken to complete. Be completely honest, and I think that's probably the right thing because that they've not reached the end of their education yet. As such, there's a few more in there, isn't there? Like Liam Gibbs. Um, Players Just like that. Which... Is
2: another interesting one, isn't he? Mm, off the back of mm. injuries. I'm sure they'll they'll take their option yeah. off him because of where he's been at in his career before. Um but all of these players with won't be with a sort of a first team push or certainly no pressure on a first team push next season. But um yeah, El Mazzuni I'm not, not convinced by now. He's had a couple of couple of loans out that have been sort of hit and miss. Um didn't happen for him at Cambridge this time round. then found himself going to Grimsby as well. I've talked about the sort of glut of number 10s there. Um, You just end up causing a bit of traffic in that position. So there might be a decision to, to make on him. Mm.
0: Um, he's had injury issues as well, hasn't he? Obviously got injured at Grimsby. Yeah. I think he had problems before as well.
2: And then the loans really is whether, whether any of the loans would stay, I would say out of those, you know, if there's a chance to maybe keep, get Troy Parrott on another loan next season, I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't rule that out. Um I don't think he's, you know, He's the only one. Yeah.
0: The, I mean, going back to the loans, the, the, the January crop we thought were pretty impressive, but they've not proved to be so at all, have they, in terms of return? Obviously, they were brought in by Lambert. But of that, was it Luke Matheson, Thomas, um, who was the other one, Parrot and Harrop? Harrop. None of them have really done anything apart from Parrot. You would have to say that as a class. Actually, it's been disappointing, hasn't it? Bringing them in.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've, they've in January. You want to bring in players that are going to instantly add something to the team, and they've in the main not not done that. I think the only the only one I would be thinking about for next season is is Parrott. Is the only mm.
0: one. Mm. Okay, that brings us to the end of the contracts chat. So there were three. If you're keeping scores, there were three unanimous nos: uh, Emir Hughes, um, Freddie Sears, and Stephen Ward. And there was only one unanimous yes, boys, and that was Geno Idanassian. <laughs> who, who would have predicted that before we started talking about it? Um, okay, Wigan this weekend, boys, um, and we got some team news from Mister Cook this morning as well. One of those mainstays we've talked about there, James Wilson, is not going to be fit to play in this game. So, what what would you do? We, clearly, Kvy came back last week. If he was fully fit, he'd be out there at right back, and Chambers would would move inside. What what do you think, Mister Cook will do, Stewie?
2: Um, Chambers has to play right back, um, because there's no other options. Vincent Young, I think, would be a major risk to to start him. Um, yeah. and Cooks virtually confirmed that today. Um, I could see Ken coming back in at left back. I'm not sure. Uh, that might have just been a case of sort of dip, dipping him out just for a game. Just, uh, See him coming back in. NCR will be one centre-half and then it's a case of McGuinness or Wolfenden at centre-half. And the fact that McGuinness was on the bench ahead of Wolfenden at the weekend might just see him get the nod. I think he will be seen as maybe the more pragmatic short-term solution to getting wins. Um, and then longer term, I could see Wolfenden being sort of groomed to to certainly play a bigger role.
1: I, th- I think McGuinness there's a potential that McGuinness might already be away with Ireland, um, under twenty ones for the weekend. That one's Troy Parrott definitely is, he's with the senior squad, he's not available, but I think I think McGuinness will have gone by then Either unless way. unless they can hold him back. he mm. might if they could try and hold him back for a day, I don't know. But then it just leaves Wolfenden, doesn't it? If um mm.
0: if not. And what do you do? Obviously, you mentioned there Troy Parrott is away; he's not available. Who who do you play in his in his position? He didn't play at
1: Portsmouth anyway, so I don't know. I, I, I still play Alan Judge as the number ten, between, behind James Norwood, mm-hmm. um, which is what he's played at the weekend. But he was being asked to do kind of half, half a Keenan Bennett's job as well, which which didn't really work for me. So
2: I think I, he might go two up front. At the weekend. I think he kind of talked about it completely unprompted after the Portsmouth game. He's been banging on about the lack of goal threat. He was asked about Armando Dobra, and then just suddenly went off on a complete sidetrack about oh, I'm tempted to look at Caden and James. Um, he'll be aware that probably the, the most goals and the time they've looked most threatening in, in League One has been with, with those two. Um, he's tried various combinations with the with the three in behind, and that's none of those have really clicked so far. He then kind of went back on the two up front thing in the press conference this morning, but I wonder if that's just trying to be a bit of a, a red herring to Wigan to kind of throw them off off the scent. Um, I just wonder whether it will be those two up front.
1: Do you think that Norwood could could play a similar kind of number ten role to the way that Parrot was being asked to play that role behind Jackson? Because like, I think he could. I think he could play a little bit off, off of a lead striker, and still be that pest. Still be a bit of a physical presence. Still flick the ball on. I think he can do all of the things that he's being asked to do as the sort of the number. I'm going to call him the number nine, even though these two wear the opposite shirt numbers. But I think he could still do that in the kind of withdrawn role behind Jackson. I, I honestly think he could.
2: Yeah, he started as a midfielder, didn't he? He's been posting about it recently, showing clips of him taking the ball off the centre halves and forward passes and stuff. But they're just a two for me—a proper out-and-out two that just play off of play off of each other and don't don't sort of stray too far from each other. But I know what you're saying; he'll he'll drop into the pockets, win the flick-ons, and Jackson's certainly more the off-the-shoulder type, isn't he? Mm.
1: So what do you, I mean, what do you do with the midfield then if it's if it's a two, up, are you going for four four two in that in that in that scenario?
2: Yeah, because we just talked about certainly for this weekend, there's not enough centre. We're barely getting enough centre halves together for two, let alone three. So I think that throws wing backs out the window. So it'd have to be a four four two. Yeah, and I think you'd be looking at Dazelle, and in lieu of Downs, maybe Cole scoos back into the team once he's had, had had his little rest, just to try and add a bit of balance to that midfield, possibly.
0: Okay, Um, It's Wednesday, boys, so I'm not going to put you on the spot for a prediction um, because clearly things could happen between now and then. But this game at Wigan on Saturday is a must-win, isn't it, for town? If they've got any hope of um, making a late push for the playoffs, I know there's still 10 games after that, but they really need to start getting some wins on the board, don't they, Stewie?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure we're quite into must-win territory yet, but... It's an away game at Wigan. I think the the bigger must-win game will be the Bristol Rovers game at home that comes after it because their away record is is appalling. Joey Barton struggled to make much of an impact there. I think that's a, a more winnable game than this one. Um, it's a must not lose game. I'll probably say that. Um, Hutchy will w- be a draw.
0: You got feeling it'll be a draw. Hutchy, when, when do we start getting to the one of the most? Um, sturdy and reliable cliches in football, which is the we've got insert number here cup finals left for town.
2: Can I interject? Yeah. Today is that day because Andre Dazell has used that phrase in his has he really?
0: What we've got 11 cup finals left. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. dear, oh dear. Okay, there you go then. Um has he gone early, Hutchie, you reckon? <laughs>
1: uh I don't think he's gone early, but he's just he's just made me feel really sad. Just <laughs> An away game at Wigan on the 27th of March. Cup final, mate. It's not a cup final. Um, I've got nothing to add. (laughs) I've got nothing to add. That's one of my
0: least favourite of the cliches. It's awful. But it's it's one of the most used ones. I know. In the media training, are they using your whiteboard, Hutchie? Have they got these phrases written for the players? You know, so-and-so cup finals, we go again, uh, put in a shift... Um, the lads are guttered. Uh, they feel it as much as the fans do, all that sort of stuff. But well, they're just force-fed these clichés because all of them speak in, in clichés, which is one of the most frustrating things about the modern game and probably one of the most frustrating things for you as journalists as well because it's so hard to get them speaking openly. Um, so there you go. Wigan this weekend. Stu, you reckon a draw? Um, I did say I wasn't going to ask for predictions, but you've offered one. So, Hutchie, what are you well, saying? I think
2: a draw. What did I put in the piece that I've, I've already written online today? Because wh- whatever I wrote in that, that's what I think.
1: Okay. Let, let, <laughs> let, let me let me check. I'm going to I'm going to tell you exactly what you think.
0: We don't need don't to ask Hutchie because we know so we know one-one. Hold on. Building the tension Paul, here.
1: Paul Cook goes back to another of his former clubs at the weekend and will come up against his trusted former assistant Liam Richardson, who may well join him at Portman Road further down the line. The Latics have won three of their last seven matches and would have been buoyed by the news that a much-needed takeover is finally close, there'll certainly be a better side than the one that the Blues beat 2-0 on the opening day of the League One season. I predict a draw. And there you that's, go. That's exactly what I think too. Um, no, <laughs> I, no, I, <laughs> I think um, I think they're going to win this game 1-0. Mm, okay, spicy.
0: Let's hope that's true. Um, any other business, boys, before we take our leave? and I can get on with my day off and you can... Start churning did through some t- work?
2: did we keep a tally of how many yes no's and maybe's we we said there between us
0: uh i didn't and that's to somebody my turn yeah somebody i know that as i say do. there was only one unanimous yes and that was janoy I've, um, I've
2: got four four ticks one maybe and eight no's there
0: Ooh. can you quickly do I, some I, mental arithmetic hutchie can you remember what you said yep yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm counting as well. Hush, uh, should we do a little dance or something for the people watching? This is, this is great, isn't it? This is Radio Gold. So you said how many? Four four. yes, one maybe? We'll come back to that in the next pod maybe. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. I've got some no's, some yeses, and uh, a, a couple of maybes in there. Yeah. If you're in any doubt, go back and listen to it again because it's that good.
2: My fear is that Andy's given out a lot of yeses, and then also said that that Paul Cook needs to sign players for every position, and that'll they end up with another fifty-man squad.
1: I said, I said he'll want to sign players for every. Someone needs to stop him. This is this has been an issue in the past, hasn't it? Managers wanting to managers wanting to sign, uh, managers wanting to sign players. Paul Lambert wanted to sign players at every turn, didn't he? And that's how you ended up with thirty-two senior pros. Um, Hopefully there's somebody to help Paul Cook build a squad here. He's got his eyes open, clearly. He's, he, he knows the issue. So
2: He's pretty firm that he wants a tight and small squad to work with next year. So be We exits. will see.
0: Time will tell. Any other business, boys? There's something I want to mention briefly before we go, but have you got anything else you want to talk about? No, no other business. I should just mention this weekend... Um, There's a lad from Ipswich in a big fight on Sky Sports box office. Ipswich Town Academy player, formerly of this parish, wants to fight at Portman Road one day. Fabio Wardley fights on Sky Box office against two-time world title challenger, Eric Molina, guy who's fought both Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua for world titles. It's a big step up for Fab. It's unheard of what he's doing, really. Um, He has 14 fights total, four white-collar fights, which are basically unlicensed bouts um, between guys who aren't amateur-trained, um, and then he, he turned pro. He's already the English champion, and this weekend he faces a two-time world title challenger, and one day he hopes to fight Portman Road. There's a good interview. I say it's good. I carried it out. It's a great interview with Fabio Wardley. On our site, you want to go back and watch it, And there's, a, there's a, a video chat between me and Fab as well. He really is a nice lad. We talk about people speaking in cliches. Fab does none of that. He's very open and honest and, and, and kind of speaks from the heart, and he's a great role model and someone we should all get behind uh, someone flying the Suffolk sporting flag on the world stage, not just as a mediocre third tier football tide. Anyway boys with that I think we should take our leave um, you are both away next week so Furlough FC I think for the final time is going to deny us a podcast on Monday but we're giving you two good ones this week hopefully KOA 200 and the big brutal contracts debate today have a great rest of the week enjoy your weekend, hopefully Town will get the win and we'll speak to you again next time crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel archon.